haven't met each other for quite a while. It's been since October. Yeah. Uh, are I'm, we taping now? We're taping. Yes. We're recording. Okay. So uh, I just came. Uh, yeah. You just I, came. I, I just came. <laughs> and also I said the whole thing that we haven't met each other for quite a while at just the right moment. Mm. It's been... Whoop. Oh! oh! I just came again. Jesus Christ. Oh, you should see the sound waves on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I I don't think I've ever had one of these. Uh, yeah, this this is uh, brilliant. This is a, a pretty much a summer drink. In winter in Iceland. No, it's just uh, I am uh, I don't I don't adhere to the traditional rules of society. So it's an apple anarchist, and I will drink apple spritz during December, mid December, because I do not give the fuck. Okay, what's in it? Uh, it's uh, got some Prosecco, some uh-huh. Aperol, and then a little bit of uh, soda water, Icelandic soda water. Okay. How do they get it sodery? Uh, do they use the fart gas from the geyser? Yeah, it's a part fart gas from uh, from the ground and part right. empty dreams. Hey, it's been a while with an Aperol spritz. Missed oh, you, buddy. Missed you, buddy. We haven't seen each other for what? Two months, three months? Almost three. How did that happen? And we were gonna be so good at taping we overseas. We were! <laughs> we could do like, we could like stack up some pre-shows. I know. We were gonna just record a whole bunch, but we were busy, we are busy people. But, uh, so you went, you went to China. Yes. Last time I saw you, you were about to go to Berlin, and then you went to China. Like, since we met each other, I have been to Berlin, uh-huh. and then to China, uh-huh. and then back to Iceland, yep. and then to Finland, and then to the Czech Republic, and then to Serbia, and now I am back. I have been traveling the world, and I will admit that it has changed me to the better. Yes, yes. I'm now a world, like a, cos- uh, I'm a, I'm a, what do you call, cosmopolitan. A drink? No, uh, I'm a, I'm a, what do you call, like a, a Heimsborgari? Um, Metropol. Metrosexual. I'm, no? I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of metrosexual, but not that. I only in my face, but the rest of me is pretty. Just... <laughs> Yeah, my face is very metrosexual, but the rest of my body is pretty much just like a lazy hipster Mm. nerd thing. Barely there. Barely there. Uh, Yeah, it's been two... And in that time, so when you were just about to come back from China, I went to Australia. Yeah. Am I talking... That's your microphone. Yeah, Yeah. you should have it next to your mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Australia and I was there for a month. Right. You Um, were there for a month? mm Mm-hmm. After I had gone to Berlin. Yeah. Okay, so chronologically, I was the one who left the country first. Yeah. And you did while I was in China. Yeah, and you've been gone the whole time I was in Australia. No, you were back for a week, I think. I was back for maybe a month even. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 It's been a while. I and you know, you know, I always get nervous when we haven't seen each other for a long time, and we record. Yeah, because you may be, uh, maybe you you get nervous because like, oh no, he hasn't talked to me in a month. He hasn't talked to me in two months. Maybe he just realized how awesome life is without me. Is that the thought? That's a part of it. Yeah. It's also like, what if the spark is gone? Oh, do you think it's gone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Cue, cue. Love lifts us up where we belong. We will only know through this episode. But I am aware of the camera. Are you aware of the camera? I'm so aware of the camera. <laughs> <laughs> because we've been asked to do live stuff. For ages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think, I mean, I've, I've been doing it for, I've been doing some live stuff uh, at, at the Daxon offices. Mm. Uh, live signing. Where I sign stuff and people ask me questions while I'm alive. And I say, yes. Uh, people ask, what are your favorite movies or whatever? And mm. I answer, what are your favorite sexual positions? Really? Yeah. People asked you that? Uh, they're thinking it, I'm sure. All right. Yeah. Are people asking us questions right now? Um, I love your picks. I love your picks. That's probably my picks. Yeah, I'm or, guessing it's yours. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Marcus, or M-A-R-C-U-S, which stands for Matrimonic Arbitrarial Reproducional Constitutional U.S. How many people are watching this right now? Oh, Damon Younger just joined. He is an actor who played a bad guy in a movie once. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway, yeah, it's been a while. Um, okay. Great to see you. You too. <laughs> let's try and pretend the camera's not there. Yes. I don't know how YouTubers do it. Mm. I don't know. I think maybe younger people are more like camera trained. Mm. And uh, I'm not, I'm not good. I like, I, when a camera is pointed at me, I can actually, I go into character. Hey, look at this. <gasps> oh no, what happened? I, I think that the camera decided this would be a better angle. Just hit that middle, the bottom button. The bottom button? Yeah, just hold it. Hold it. And what will happen? It turned off, now hold it again. Okay. And it should fix itself. Should fix it's like a robot? No, nothing happened. Yeah, it's a great machine you bought there. Yeah, what if, what if we just... <laughs> it's just going to flip-flop around. What? Oh, this is... This is wonderful. This is great viewing. What if... Wow. Oh, okay, this okay. This is the rest of my apartment. Okay, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like my living room okay, of my just apartment. Let go for a second. Oh wow! Oh. Oh. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! It's, that is some it's like uh, the fascinating Matrix. technology you got there. I know. Come on. There we are. There you go. So. <clears throat> so let's just ignore the camera. Eh? Yeah. Totally. Totally. But it's it's been a while. We have been traveling. Okay, I'll just start with my traveling story, and yeah. then you will interrupt me with your traveling stuff. We will try to go through like weave our traveling stories together. Okay. In a comprehensive, uh, comprehensive, uh, chronological uh, storyline. Okay. So China, no Berlin. Berlin. First, I went to Berlin. First, I did Berlin. Yeah. And uh, I did uh, the comedy circuit there because. I found that Berlin is the best place to work on your comedy when you are living in Iceland and you feel like you don't have uh, kind of the elbow space. Mm -hmm. I get kind of claustrophobic over here in Reykjavik sometimes. Why? I feel like if I've been on stage in, in the same place more than five times doing the same bit, the same set. You get imposter syndrome? I do get imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I go to Berlin, I can just do my oldest and safest but, jokes and 
and that's they're new. that's the thing a lot of people don't realize like when you're doing comedy in the rest of the world you can write a one hour show and live off it for like a year yeah yeah but when you're in a country of 340,000 people it's harder it's all, a lot harder well, we do have the tourist thing yeah you can work on that but also I find tourists to be uh, let's say unpredictable creatures mm-hmm. because some of them are like uh, yeah do your like do your tour American tourist woman talking to her husband whose oh. always name is Harold <laughs> oh my god Harold look at this look at this lighter it's got moustaches on it have you seen do you think they grow them here do they grow them here look it's white what do you think white is in Icelandic do you work here do you tip <laughs> what's your tipping culture yeah yeah you could get that lady, and uh, you maybe she won't like my uh, my stuff. No. Or your stuff, even. We both uh, go dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, we, we're blue and dark. We're dark and blue. We're black and blue, like the Backstreet Boys album. <laughs> Actually, I have a, a story about people not liking stuff mm-hmm. that happened. Sorry for interrupting your Berlin story, but in, in Australia, I did a... Um, a few nights in Brisbane, my hometown, at the Sit Down Comedy Club, yeah. which is like this huge, like one of the, it's, I think it's the oldest one in that whole state. Um, it was an honor to just, I just sent them an email, said, here's my stuff. And they went, sure. Do you want to open for the headliner for three nights in a row? I was like, yes. Um, right. Yeah. Cool. So I, I went there and I opened for the headliner. Um, and on the second last night, it was an interesting crowd. Right. It was very interesting. There was a lot of people having their work Christmas parties, and there was a hen's night. Ah, which is like geisha party. We we call them geese. You know, geese, a goose party. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a bachelorette party. Yeah, yeah, woo girls. Um, and woo! so there was. It was a Penis. small. Penis. <laughs> Penis. <laughs> it was... Penis. So it was basically one hen's party and one group of people celebrating their. Christmas from work and I think they were all working in the disability sector so they were you know helping disabled people Mm -hmm. and uh, there were uh, some open micers and then they had two openers before the headliner and I was the one just before the headliner um, and the crowd had started to get a bit drunk and rowdy and I was like the night before I had played it safe because it's been a long time since I did comedy in Brisbane and I didn't know if that crowd wanted me to be dirty, dirty. So that night, it was also, we were celebrating one year since gay marriage equality in Australia. Right, yeah, it's been one year. One year. One year of equality. Yeah. And uh, how has it worked out for you? I'm still not married. You feel very Uh, equal? I feel, I I think we are ready to take the gay agenda to the next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the next level? Building robots? Building bondage robots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We need to have wedding dresses with no ass in them. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just be ready to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also, this should be, this, you're working on a technology where you can make a baby gay while in its womb. Yeah, yeah. Womb. So that the whole world is gay from birth. Yeah, I think that will actually do a lot of good for the world. I think so. You know, uh, popular, uh, uh, pop, what's it called? Population. Population control. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think uh, gayness is is basically mother nature's population control. I think so. So I think I will get in trouble for saying that. I don't think so because I agree (laughs) with you. I don't think you're gonna get kicked off hosting the Oscars just yet. (laughs) Except 
definitely a, well, they do adopt, but when they do do those artificial inseminations, they're kind of being counterproductive uh, on their purpose. Right? I know. Okay, now I'll get in trouble. Now you'll get in trouble. Yeah, okay. But I mean, they can't... try to find some way yeah. to get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave it to Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Relevant. Uh, but so I, that night I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I am just going to go full out dirty. Yeah. And I did the traffic cone joke. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where uh, you insert the traffic cone inside your butt. Well, it's talking about how when you have had butt sex for the first time, um, I tell a joke about how when gays do it for the first time, they've had one dick in there and suddenly they think they can take on a traffic cone. Yeah. Um, and then I go into a lot of detail. About the traffic cone. And, and about, you know, uh, taking home someone who is way too big. The traffic cone would be a loudspeaker for fast. All aboard! Take a traffic cone, you can make fuckboy farts. Like, <laughs> but uh, so, and and then I go into like a whole thing like taking this guy home and then saying oh, it was a bit like when you're at IKEA and you completely misjudge how small your back door is and you yeah. buy a couch and blah blah blah. So I told that joke and then they were fine with it. The headliner gets up on stage and the the group are and he's doing half an hour mm. and the group are getting rowdy and rowdy and drunker and drunker and in his last like five minutes. He makes a joke where he said that he thought vibrators sound like a plane going through a cloud. Which I thought, that's funny. That's he was like, funny. He was like That's super funny. It is really yeah. funny. Yeah. And, and some dude in the front row of the, the Christmas party stands up with a plastic jug of water, throws it at him. It hits him on the knee and says in the most broadest Australian accent ever he says you fucking disgusting get a real job and then walks off but doesn't know how to leave the building and he's still wearing a paper Christmas hat the whole time (laughs) like security are coming for him they have to show him where to get out the thing hit the comedian's knee it was like like it hit really hard and all I could think when I was sitting at the back of this uh, comedy club was how much survivor's guilt I had because I, I said yeah. something much worse. You did. You had, uh, did you do the cauliflower bit? Cauliflower. Oh, no. No, that's, that's pretty the, rough. The, the rose. Yeah, the rose. The rose, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Rose. It's about fisting, everyone. Yes. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. But I just, I had severe survivor's guilt. Yeah, I see why you would have survivor's guilt there. Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so maybe he just he probably just got drunk uh, gradually. Or what if it was me that got him to that point? Oh, yeah. And yeah. then the vibrator joke pushed him over the I edge. I don't like uh, anything that has to do with putting things inside your body. Because the vibrator can go both. Yeah. Both holes. For anyone. All holes. Anyone. Maybe he's just afraid of holes. All oh, right. You shouldn't see that Shia LaBeouf movie then. It's very scary. <laughs> But anyway, back to back to Berlin. How so? So you you sometimes feel imposter syndrome here in Iceland. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I do. I feel like uh, even if even if I get away with doing. Hey, I love it when this happens. Uh, Why don't we just let it sit there like this? Like this. Yeah. And then we can hang on. Let me see if I. Oh, can. we can do it. It's it's we can do like a German expressionism thing where it's kind of crooked. Looks like Batman Returns. Yeah. Or a, or a bad guy there in Batman. There we 66. 
Okay. And I'll just lean in. You share a bit of screen with me. We'd be yeah. closer together. Yeah, this there we go. Better. This is but much better. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, love you guys. Greetings from Greece. Hi, love Greece. your work. I am a big fan. Yes, I'm getting some really good uh, comments here. Uh, please uh, listen to our podcast, I Australia, which we are taping right now. Uh, we usually don't do it on live internet. In fact, this is the only time we've done that. This but first we might time. do it uh, more often. More often. And multiple times. Multiple. Multiple times. Yes, so I went to. Uh, <clears throat> well, I, I don't have a lot of stories from Berlin, really. I just went there and I did probably in 12 days. I, I probably, yeah, I was there for a couple of weeks and did a gig every night mm-hmm. and sometimes more than one. Which is which makes me feel like like a real comedian in the movies. It's huge. Yeah, it makes me feel like Louis C.K. in the beginning of. Uh, his, uh, <laughs> I mean, just Louis C.K. in those scenes where he isn't pulling out his dick yeah. and masturbating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, now every time I do a Louis C- because Louis C.K. did say some smart things, so I say like, yeah, well. It wasn't Louis C.K. who said that once you blah, 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 you shouldn't da, 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 da. And then he pulled the stick out and masturbated in front of us. You always have to add that yeah, 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 yeah. just to kick out the masturbating elephant uh, from the room. Get out of here, elephant, I say. <laughs> you ginger elephant. You big ginger Mexican elephant. Freckled dick. Somebody, yeah. Uh, wasn't Dave Chappelle talking about freckled dick? People having to watch Louis C.K.'s <laughs> freckled dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's, man that's all you have to do to get, so I have to get into show business back in the day you just have to watch Lucy Case Freckled Dick, Dick for a while oh Jesus oh wow oh, God. so Berlin was good Berlin was good so I did a lot of shows and I got to know you know like, it's always fun now Now I've been traveling between like uh, comedy scenes in different countries mm-hmm. so I've gotten to know the comedy scene and um in Berlin a lot, mm-hmm. and I know some of the people there, and they're wonderful people. And uh, also in uh, now in Czech Republic, oh, Ivar, Jesus, don't call me, decline. Oh, stupid Ivar. Yes, sorry, uh, my friend was calling me on the phone. I, I did, don't think Ivar is stupid, but I was, I thought uh, he, uh, I'm gonna send him a message through the internet. Oh, stop calling. Look, I'm, I'm hanging up on you, Ivar. Take a hint. When somebody hangs up on you twice. Don't call back. If you call me the third time, Ivar, <laughs> it means that you are not getting the message. I will, I, will, I will contact you on the internet. Please tell him about uh, our thing on... Um, mm. p- tell the audience about the th- our thing on the 3rd of January. Oh, I thought you meant on Thursday. Also, on thir- the Thursday thing and the January thing. So, if you're in, in Reykjavik, on Thursday the 13th, is that right? Of December. The 13th, yes. The 13th of yes. December. Come to Bio Paradis and you can uh, witness Prumpi Paradis, which means fart in paradise, right? Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be watching... Uh, it's, it's basically a night where we watch terrible films... Um, and then dissect them for a little bit afterwards. And this week's one is Battlefield Earth, heralded as one of the worst films of its 10-year era, uh, starring John Travolta, and is basically a poster child for Scientology. Yes, it's, uh, it's the biggest thing Scientology uh, has done, mm-hmm. except for uh, Tom, Cruise. Tom Cruise's fake dick in Magnolia. Did you see his penis in Magnolia? 
No, but he had a really huge bulge there. And I'm not saying it's fake. Mm. He probably has a big dick. He look, he has this big dick swag. Tom Cruise, wouldn't you say? I think he looks like he has rickets. What does rickets mean? It's when you haven't had enough vitamin D and you get like bow legs. Like, you know, those old men and their knees never touch because there's like, their knees are basically the widest point on their body. Right. Yeah. I think that's what Tom Cruise looks like he has. Yeah, it, but that, that would maybe, that kind of uh, confirms the fact that he might have such a big dick that he's bow-legged. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It weighs him down. Yeah. It's like a pendulum. Yeah. That's why he runs so fast. He has yeah. three legs. <laughs> If you slow down all those impo- <laughs> Mission Impossible movies, you can see a third leg helping him along. <laughs> oh, hey, we forgot. Uh, on that note, I'm Australian. And I'm Icelandic. And together we are... Australia! Australia. <laughs> we are Australia, and we're here bringing music from the 90s. We got a podcast on the internet. It's been a long time since we've been together. Hey, I am also singing in this song. I wasn't paying attention to what Jonathan was doing now, but I'm finishing this song. Ta ta ta. Australia. Yes, this is what we do in every episode. We do a little impromptu uh, improvisation of uh, an intro song, and it always goes flawless. Yeah. Love you guys. Greetings from Greece. Oh yeah, nobody. We've already no one. No one else is. They've all. They've all switched. There are up. eleven people watching. Eleven people. Mm-hmm. A whole eleven. Yeah, but I will put this whole recording ah, on the internet later, and we'll regret it. Um, I don't know. We haven't said nothing really horrible. Okay. Yeah. Although I once did the Tom Cruise joke for a publication, like, uh, well, the one of the few times I've been censored is when I was uh, public. Uh, pub- published in um, my third book was published in Penguin in the UK and they wanted me to remove a Tom Cruise joke why? because they were afraid of Scientology uh, suing them (sighs) they wanted to remove a Tom Cruise joke and a McDonald's joke as well and also one uh, involving Muslims but it was not uh, a racist xenophobic uh, uh, anti-Islamophobic uh, joke. It was actually about Islamophobia, and I thought it was a thoughtful comment in regards to uh, religion and uh, race equality. Mm. But they were afraid that maybe terrorists wouldn't get the joke, them being terrorists and not always in a good mood. I mean, what's a good day for a terrorist? I just want to know what terrorist is buying your books. I, uh, yeah, also that. Probably some. Like, was there... Probably, like, one During this focus group, was there a moment when someone was like, we can't put this in the book, terrorists might read it and get upset, and then was there any ever a person who was like, why are terrorists buying this book? Maybe, like, a cousin of a terrorist gets the book, (laughs) and it's it's like a Christmas party. No, not a Christmas party. Well, you, of course. Why not a Christmas party? Because terrorists can be Christians as well. Let's say that they're Christian uh, terrorists. Uh-huh. So it's like a, uh, a Christmas party in Alabama, yep. and uh, this and one of uh, one of the uh, like the, the weird uncle is a member of the KKK, uh-huh. and he gets a hold of that book. And I actually do a lot of jokes about the KKK. You do of of them being uh, stupid because mm-hmm. they are. They are because they're stupid. You hear that KKK? If you're watching, you're stupid. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Yeah, who like the Dutchman gets in trouble with the KKK? <laughs> Bring it, bitch! <laughs> The KKK beef between Hulegu Daxon <laughs> and KKK is still going strong on Twitter. That would be a worthy adversary. I like a fun adversary, not worthy. But it would be really fun if the KKK really hated you. Yeah. As a white guy, of course. Especially when you're so far away from most of their headquarters that they could never do anything. I mean, I, I am an Icelander and uh, therefore by default... Uh, uh, Privileged. Mm. We are all very privileged. We whine about money. Mm-hmm. The, the two things we whine about is money and weather. weather. And uh, so, like genocide, war, uh, general, just super injustice, which, mm. are in, uh, which we see in the news. Mm. We don't have that. We don't have slums. No. We don't have uh, a disease epidemic. We don't have famine. We don't really have real problems. So, uh, to me, the KKK looks like, like uh, just Muppets or something. It yeah. doesn't look, look like a real problem. I just see them as silly. They're like the old wearing, men up in the balcony in the Muppets, except super racist. Yeah, wearing pointy ghost costumes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think there are some people out there who just like to dress up as pointy ghosts? They just love ghosts. And they don't realize. Especially pointy ghosts. They don't realize. Yeah. And they just accidentally dress up like KKK once in a while. I'm sure there's probably some cultural tribe somewhere who never heard of the KKK and just thought that like their costume of like a white sheet with a pointy hat would be the closest to their God that they Mm. could be. And then, (laughs) 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 but, but it's a bit like having spinach in your teeth. If I was in that tribe, Mm. I would want someone to tell me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would want someone to go. That's the hey, analogy. love what you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what other people are doing with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> um, they can't. I mean, they aren't smart because they spell clan wrong. It's, it has a C. It should be K K C. Yeah. Also, what is cool and what is Klux? I don't know. I mean, they sound like aliens. Hmm. I mean, if, if it wasn't for the whole racist, uh, horrible hate, hatred thing, they would be adorable. They would be like a children's show. It's the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> <laughs> they are pointy ghosts. Why? We don't know. Something to do with a war. Once. Harold, Madge and Grandpa Bill. <laughs> Tune in next week to see what they get up to. <laughs> Did you know that um, some guy... Uh, who wrote uh, Superman radio plays in the 30s or something. Yeah. He had them fight the KKK, but he never called them the KKK. <laughs> he just called them some, like, criminal clan or something like that. Yeah. And he actually had some inside guy or something in the KKK who told him about all the secret traditions, all the secret <gasps> handshakes. And he put them in the comic. Yeah, so kids... Learn how to feel uh, like kids would identify the KKK as Superman's bad guys. <gasps> That's brilliant. That's kind of brilliant. Yeah. That is That's really good. good. That's great. So, what'd you do after Berlin? Um, <clears throat> so after Berlin, uh, in Berlin, I met up with uh, uh, two other comedians, mm-hmm. Artne, nei, Andri, mm-hmm. Ivars, 
Arthur Svens was there as well, who was our documentarian, mm-hmm. who, uh, who documented the trip to China. Oh. So uh, Andri Iversen Snjólaug Lúðvíksdóttur joined me and we did a couple of shows in, yeah. uh, in the Burr of Lynn. Mm-hmm. And after that we took... Did you kill it? We killed it. We killed it like motherfuckers. We do, we are great. Especially Snjólaug. That she bitch did. never bombs. She did murder some people there, yeah. She's really I good. Had to, I had to help her do some digging. But uh, then we went to uh, China, mm-hmm. which was a uh, two-plane ride with a uh, uh, middle landing in Moscow, where we ate at TGI Fridays at the airport of Moscow. It was not good. What's Moscow airport like? It's like uh, an airport that, like other airports. It's it's not shitter than other airports? It's not shittier, it's not better, it's just Moscow. It has some, <clears throat> like uh, all these super uh, powers, super nations like Moscow and, and uh, USA and China, they have, uh, of course, a lot of uh, bureaucracy, a lot of security, mm-hmm. things like that. You have to wait in lines a lot. Which I don't like, but that's what podcasts and mushrooms are for. Oh. Oh, yes, I did take mushrooms. Uh, on the way to uh, Berlin, I discovered some mushrooms in my pocket. And I thought, I'm going to like do a little bit of micro-dosing. So I put some mushrooms in my body. So my... Right, on the way to Berlin? On my way to Berlin. Like, t- basically, the airport, the stay at the airport was the best part. And then it kind of went down in the airplane. But it's a good way to travel. And uh, So you got them out of Iceland? Yeah, I was going to throw them in a the garbage. But I accidentally smuggled like the rest of the mushrooms to, <laughs> to Berlin. How? I put them in my uh, jacket pocket and I put my jacket in my luggage. And I forgot oh. to put, I was going to put them in the garbage, but I was... Uh, I was you forgot? I forgot. Uh, and uh, so uh, on the way to... <laughs> On the way to the Berlin airport from Berlin to China, I realized, oh, I have the rest of the mushrooms. So I took some of those. I took the rest and then I threw it in the bag. And uh, sitting at the bar with uh, Andre and Snjólaug, I told them, oh, by the way, I am on mushrooms right now. So I might laugh at your jokes that aren't even funny. <laughs> and uh, I did. And uh, yeah, but the, the, the effects of the mushrooms had gone by the time I came to Moscow. And was it kind of Eastern Bloc? Mm, it was. I mean, the the airport wasn't Eastern Bloc now. The airport just looked like an airport. The, I mean, we all know how uh, the Eastern Bloc is represented in American movies. They always put like a gray filter. Yep. And like a baby eating a severed human foot. And there's chickens everywhere. Yeah, there's chickens. always chickens. Yeah, chickens jumping out of cleavages. <laughs> Cleavages of horse who are also senators', senators wives. <laughs> that's that's what that's our picture. And everybody has moles. Everybody have moles that move around like yeah, Robin Hood. Like <laughs> because they're not moles; they're just just uh, parasites crawling on people's faces. Yeah, for the Russian mole worker parasite. It's, Russian mole is actually a, a, a name for parasite, <laughs> not a Russian mole. No, it no, is just name, parasite. The name for a Russian mole today is uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. And then you went from Moscow to China. Yes. Tell so, me about Lushine. Okay, uh, uh, we did three cities. Mm-hmm. And all thanks to Helgi Steinar, the guy who organized this whole thing. Helgi Steinar 
is a comedian, an Icelandic comedian who had has in the recent past lived in China for such a long time that he speaks Chinese fluently. He is fluent in La Chinois. And if it wasn't for that motherfucker, mm. we would have been mute and illiterate the whole time. Really? And not be able to do anything at all. We would just wander the streets and end up in McDonald's every single night. And I did eat McDonald's once yep. while in China. And it was the most poisonous thing I ate in China. Really? It was the only thing that gave me a stomachache. <gasps> yeah. It was the only thing that gave me di- diarrhea in China was... McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. Did they have the Szechuan sauce, though? Um, yeah, yeah, they had that. But, Don't... you know, that's so mainstream after Rick and Morty that I'm not going there. <laughs> but <clears throat> like, what was it? I've never been to China, so, like... It's another planet. Yeah? Uh, I've never left the Western world before. I've never been to any of the Asias. Okay. So, uh, so going to China, which is also as an Icelander, which is the smallest population in the world. Going to one of the biggest. To the biggest. Yeah. And realizing, uh, because you only hear what you see in news and movies, so you only know about the politics mm. and how, uh, like, you, you, get some, you get some fear propaganda about how they're going to take us over. Which they will. They will. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna. They, uh, after being, being to China, I, I was thinking, oh, they're definitely gonna. They're gonna win. They are gonna beat us. <laughs> I mean, we we should just give up. I don't know what why the Americans or Russians are even trying. The China. I mean, also if you look at the Chinese uh, government, look at them during like all sorts of diplomatic yeah, meetings yeah, yeah. and the international events. They have this whole like this whole poker face, which is you know. Oh, we have all the aces. They have everything. They will they will beat us. They are probably building a city on Mars right now and we don't know about it. It huh? is the red planet. Yeah? Yeah. Ho ho And so um Yeah, uh Shanghai was uh, probably is so is China like going to a spelling bee mm-hmm. as a contestant and then seeing the person before you when you get there and going, oh, you're gonna win. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much like that. Okay. And also going to a spelling bee where they know Klingon and you know how to draw a smiley face. Shanghai. Is that where you landed? That's where we landed. And we stayed there for a few days. Yeah. It is the most western city of all the ones, of the three cities that we went to. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of, uh, and I, I was walking in one of the like uh, shopping districts which had a lot of, uh, um, had a lot of uh, like uh, fashion stores. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen so, uh, large signs, I've never seen capitalism celebrated in such a elegant and huge way. Because I've walked, I've walked the streets of Times Square, man. And I've seen, uh, I've seen like the whole, mm. Mm, the face of capitalism, which is just basically billboards and advertisements everywhere. Mm. I mean, America is the, is the land of guns and commercials. Mm-hmm. That's the thing you see all the time in the States. It's like guns, guns, commercials, guns, commercials, guns, and also drugs, mm. illegal drugs. Mm. And, um, but uh, in China, uh, when you go to what are the districts where they're selling their expensive fashion wear, it looks like something from maybe, I guess, in Shanghai at least, it looks like something from the Minority Report. It looks futuristic almost. Really? Yeah, they, they, I think they kind of mastered capitalism. 
Are we still on? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I feel like there's a <clears throat> the sound waves are pretty weak now. Yeah. How's your how's your volume? I am talking like this. I'm not on. Am I on? Hang on. Don't look like I'm on. Oh, yeah, you're yeah. on. Okay. Maybe your volume's just down. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's, I have a deeper voice than you. How's that? Speak into it. Hello? Hello. We're in China, somebody asks on the internet screen. In Shanghai to begin with, then Wuhan and then Beijing. I will tell you the story of... Uh, yeah, Shanghai was pretty <coughs> fun and we mm-hmm. did one gig there and we absolutely killed it. Yeah. Well, just to make a long story short about the whole comedy uh, thing. Yeah. It... Uh, we all uh, killed it everywhere we went. We only had three gigs. And... Uh, and it was of of uh, people keep asking me what's it like to entertain in China. It's the one thing in China that was familiar, going on stage and doing jokes. Okay. And uh, the crowd was basically uh, eight, well eighty percent expats, and then fifteen uh, percent Chinese people who are studying English, and then five percent uh, spies from the government to make sure that we don't say the three T's. So it's, they have spies. Yeah, there's spies everywhere. Spies everywhere in China to make sure that you're not... Uh, what are the three T's? The three T's are Tibet, Tiananmen Square and Taiwan. You can't tell uh, those... Uh, these are. Uh, Did Helgi tell pro- you this? Yes. He told us about this and... So we. So I, I wasn't worried. I remember telling some guy in Iceland... Uh, some guy like, yeah, but I can't tell the three T's. And he goes, man, fuck those guys. Don't let them censor you. You do what you want. Yeah, well, I don't want to make jokes about any of those things anyway because yeah. that's work. But also, I don't sit down and work. That on person politics. who said "fuck them, man," have you not seen that their leading actress disappeared? And also that, yeah, because she said what? Freaked up, Tibet? Or no, no, no. Oh. It was a tax thing. Oh. Um, oh. But <laughs> the fourth, fourth, T. <laughs> the fourth T. Uh, but she, she disappeared. Yeah. And she hasn't been heard from for like eight months. She was in the Meg. Uh, somebody's asking, are you reading comments, guys? We're reading no, this one. Yeah, only that one. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to <clears throat> disappear into those, the bottomless Chinese holes. Uh, I mean, I've seen some holes, not only in Shia LaBeouf movies, <laughs> but I don't want to... Uh, uh, if, if there is no bottom to that hole, which I hear that they have in China, yeah. they just throw people down there. I don't want to see what is it ends. Are you serious? They just throw people... Is yeah, this... bottomless holes, which has like a gate, a star gate on the bottom. Oh! <laughs> on, on the planet's roof pyramids. On Mars? Yes, on Mars, where they're building a pyramid city. Yeah. Yes, this is what happens when you let me talk. <laughs> hey, I, I like, did you see slums? Mm. Or were you mostly in the safe tourist areas? I, or are I, there tourist areas? There are tourist areas in Shanghai. But then we went to Wuhan. Hmm. And that is my favorite place in China because it was kind of real. It was Cop- the Copa Burger of China. It, uh, have you heard about Wuhan? No. No, it has 14 million people. And uh, we were definitely the only Icelanders there at that moment. Yeah. It was a strange feeling. And... Uh, also, it was just uh, that that uh, city hasn't been like tourist 
touristized. Touristified. Touristified. Uh, at all, so it's just the real. It's it's pretty fucking real. And it's also the birthplace of punk music in China. Mm. And Helke took us to this hole in the wall bar called, uh, which was the birthplace of punk in Wuhan. Mm-hmm. And I heard some Iceland, you know, some Chinese punk music, and it was just absolutely fucking beautiful. It was probably the best place I visited in China. It had some. It also had real alcohol. It, they had that on sign, we serve real alcohol, because a lot of the bars in China have fake alcohol. I don't understand. Basically just, I guess, alcohol spirits with extracts uh, that taste... So like it's whiskey. moonshine. Yeah, it's just, ba- just fancy, it's uh, moonshine, it's fake alcohol. It's, it's, it's alcoholic, but it's not made... It's not, so it's not like if you're buying like a Glenfiddich whiskey. No. It's, it's just been flavored. It's, it's bathtub moonshine with uh, that with uh, the taste of whiskey or the taste of gin or oh so my forth. God. Yeah, and it gives you a bad hangover. But in that punk bar in Wuhan, we got some of that real alcohol. Oh, it was real enough. It was so real that I left my phone in a cab from on the way to the hotel. Yep, I left my home in a cab in Wuhan, and uh, so the rest of the trip I had no phone, and that was an experience. Because I realized, well, suddenly I felt I had the power of a child. Mm. Because I didn't have a phone and therefore everyone else in the trip had to check if I was around. Because I, if they lose me, you're lost. I'm lost. So no phone gave me, it, it not only gave me like uh, the, I became kind of humble being like, so just tell me when you're going, <clears throat> could you hold my hand and stuff like that. But also, it made me more aware of my surroundings. Yeah. Because uh, it sounds like a cliche, but also, of, it uh, sounds like uh, something our parents keep on uh, telling us about how we're always on the phone. Yeah. But it is like a, a like a social survival technique. You take your phone up and you look at it when you're feeling anxious mm-hmm. or whatever, when you don't want to look at the face of other humans, and uh, then. Uh, so in China, in, Pe- in Beijing, or Peking, as mm. say, I suddenly started looking around me and just, I, yeah, I, uh, I, f- I became a more, uh, I guess, a f- more fun human to be mm-hmm. around with. Uh, Andre told me this because, oh, uh, well, uh, uh, earlier today... Uh, why does he sound like Yoda? This is this is my auntie. <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> Doesn't really not like this. It's pretty exaggerated. <laughs> he has a, he, uh, he asked me when uh, my how old I was, and uh, then he asked me when my birthday is. Uh, I like this new Hully who actually talks to you. <laughs> I never realized I had no, I'd have no interest in people. And then suddenly when I don't have my phone, I can't like look them up on Facebook. So I'm like, when is your birthday? How old are you? What do you like? So I had to just... Let's talk about music. <laughs> so suddenly I became a talker. Yeah. It was fun. I'm usually not a talker, although I look like one in this uh, uh, podcast, but that's only because there's a microphone and a camera, which uh, 
creates uh, yeah we, we never have conversation unless it's not really we sat at the bar uh, just earlier today uh, in uh, we had breakfast face face. yeah we didn't speak at we all. didn't speak <sighs> we're always afraid to though in case we spoil the podcast yes yeah well tell me now i've, I've uh, i'm halfway through my china trip let's go to uh, australia sure, australia so you just went to australia yeah 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 but australia is big mm-hmm it's pretty. It has pretty like big. two parts. It looks right small on a map, one. but you couldn't fit it all in here. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, so we we flew to um, Heathrow first in London, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the airline screwed up, and we waited in line for four hours to check on to our flight. You must have been a very fun company then. I was fine. Yeah, yeah, but your uh, boyfriend? He was annoyed. He was annoyed. He was annoyed, but also... Is he... Is he um, uh, does he tend to be more annoyed at things than you? Yes. So he is the annoyed one. Yeah. Anointed one. Yeah, and I'm the one who says, calm down, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're the annoying one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess maybe I am. <laughs> if being calm is annoying, <laughs> then I guess I'm annoying. Um... Sobre says all the teas in China. That's a good one. Uh, Barry and Tom's. Hey, talk about your comics, please. No, we're doing a podcast. Uh, I do comics a lot, and I do them with my fingers while holding a pen. And I want I to know your com- story with comics. Uh, <sighs> I've done it for uh, uh, almost 20 years now. Yeah, that's pretty much my story. That's the story. Yeah, sometimes I get paid. Yeah, so we <laughs> we went to, we flew to Melbourne. Yeah. Um, and so we obviously we were going to Melbourne for my friend Emma and her now husband Steve's wedding. Yeah. So we went to Melbourne first. Um, the first, uh, the first day in Melbourne, um, I took uh, Frenchie, my boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, to show him the neighborhood. It's so funny. He is he, for French, and his name is Frenchie. Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so it's like his parents knew. Um, <laughs> uh, oh God, <laughs> what's his middle name? <laughs> uh, Frenchy macaroon. Mm, why macaroon? Because uh, he loves sweet things. Oh yeah, yeah. Macarons are sweet things in yeah. abroad. They're just yeah. pasta over here. That's macaroni. Yeah, we we, we we have problem with other languages. Uh, macaroons, they're like little Yeah, but cookies. you can see the confusion. Though. Yes, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can anyway, see it. go on. So, I took him to show like where I used to live and things. And then uh, we got these, we had to get SIM cards for our phones. Yeah. Because there's no data roaming all the way to Australia. Right. So we bought them at the supermarket, went to get lunch, and then they wouldn't work. Mm. And so I said... We'll just go into the city, which was two train stops away, and go into the the telephone store and see if they can fix it. And the whole time he was like, "Oh, this is so stupid! This is, oh, why why we buy these things that don't work? It's so stupid!" Mm-hmm. And then we go into this store, um, and the guys are like, "Yeah, what seems to be the problem?" We're like, "Oh, you know, the SIM cards aren't working." And they said, "Yeah, the website's been down all day. Just come over here. We'll fix it for you." We left the store and. It, you know, remember, we'd been traveling for four days. Right. We left the store. I looked at him and he had this smile from one ear to the other. And I said, what are you smiling at? And he said, everyone is so nice. All right. <laughs> and that was, that was the, one of the things I forgot is that 
because um, I've been living away from there for so long now. Culturally, Australians are just friendly people. Yeah. For no reason. Yeah. Because culturally, if you're unhelpful, you're not Australian. Right. So we're not like Americans where, you know, you go to eat somewhere and they're like, how can I help y'all? You know, because you, you just want to get a tip. Yeah. An Australian, if you ask them for directions in the street, not only will they tell you how to get there, they'll tell you three routes, which one is the best to go. And then they'll probably end up saying, oh, you know what? I'm, I'll, I'll go with you halfway. And, right, 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 right. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. and that's, he was just so taken back by how friendly everybody so was. So he, okay, first of all, he's lived in Iceland for a while with you. Yeah. Then, so his experience of Icelanders is uh, not so friendly. Oh, come on. We Everyone knows Icelanders aren't friendly. Yeah. Some people, <laughs> whenever, I, like, sometimes I hear tourists saying, yeah, everyone's so nice. And you're like, really? Yeah. Really? Usually it's a really hot babe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone was so nice. Where did you eat? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think Icelanders are mean. It's just that if they don't know you and you're just passing through, they won't spend the energy on you. Right, right, right. right. Whereas Australians don't care. They're like, and I think it's because it's just too fucking hot to be mean. Yeah. It's, and it was so hot. Every day was over 30. Right. Like the first day we were there was 36. Yeah. So you just indoors with air conditioning. The wedding was amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. It was the sparkliest. Oh, oh, you had you had a photo up at the wedding. You you and Frenchie and uh, there was some miscommunication and the yes, yes. A whole lot of people thought you were getting. Married. <laughs> I thought that for like two seconds. Did you? I'm like, yeah, did they? Well, why didn't they? Were you, were you offended? Uh, for those two seconds, I went through an emotional roller coaster. Were you? Oh, that's sweet. Why didn't they? The tell funny me? thing is, the amount of people who saw that at not one point did anyone go. Why did they have a thing saying the Kuchins above them? Yeah. Well, I thought, oh, what's what's Nathan's uh, last name again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go get some ice to make some more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell them about the uh, other yes. things again. So uh, the other thing that's happening on January 3rd, Hulli and I are going to be doing a live podcast at, is it at Hoorah? Uh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, at live podcast, an Australia live podcast at Hoorah, um, right after Biotvio, yeah, which is an amazing, uh, another podcast of Icelanders who talk about movies. But um, they do it in Icelandic, we do it in English. So if you are only English speakers, uh, come to ours, have a beer first and stay for it. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's happening January third. But we are trying to see if we can do a Christmas one, a live Christmas Australia special before uh, before the end of the year. Um, I finished what I was supposed to say. We don't have any more questions. No, that's that's all right. Uh, okay. Well, we can. I mean, I feel bad about being so dismissive to Mandrill Comics about uh, my comics, but I will definitely answer questions about my comics yeah. in a live uh, streaming thing uh, starring uh, me personally in the very near future. So mm. please uh, tune in then, Man- Mandrill Comics. Mandrill maybe, is like the monkey with the Maybe rainbow you face. could do that. And you know what I would enjoy doing? Yeah. Just knitting in the background. Oh, yeah, you all started knitting? No, I can, but I just thought it would be fun. I could just knit in the background and not be involved. Yeah, it would nitpick, though. And we could, yeah, I could just go, oh, that's not how it happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
Jemnia says thumbs up and uh, yeah, right back at you. Right back Jemnia. at you. Oh, low battery. Clue. You need to plug your power in. I will. Okay, but the castle. Okay. Um, but so, yes, I'll continue talking about the wedding was amazing. Yeah, a lot of people thought Natan and I got married because we stood under a marquee. Yeah. Uh, which it looked like we. Marquee, that's the, uh, that's, that's the resistance in Deep Space Nine. Yes, yes. Marquee. The marquee. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, it helped them combat the Kardashians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, so we, yeah, we, we did the whole. Uh, wedding thing it was so I, what I loved about it was they completely rejected all the traditional wedding stuff so yeah there was How? glitter there was rainbows um, the what, what they walked down the aisle to was a track that the groom mixed himself and right. it was like a, a nightclub version of the dun, 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 and it had sound bites in it from stuff that they both love the piece de resistance, however, uh-huh. was the cake. All right. Okay, so uh, I need to tell you something about... So Emma, who is one of my best friends in the entire world, wouldn't have missed this wedding for the world, and she has found an amazing husband. Uh, he also is on Twitter as Developer Steve, because he's a tech developer. Because he's uh, developing. Tech, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he 3D prints a lot of stuff. All right. And so his last name is Cooper and her last name is Houchin. And so that's where the Coochins came from. Yeah. They uh, created a hashtag for the wedding and they even had a website and everything. Um, but he 3D printed, you know what I say when I say a cake topper? You know, on wedding cakes, they often have a mini bride and groom on uh, top yeah, of the yeah, cake. Yeah, yeah. And instead of doing that, he 3D printed a cake topper of clear plastic that had the coochins on it. Right. Then built a box for it to sit in, which had LED lights underneath that lit it up that could change color, then programmed in Wi-Fi into it. Wait for it. Did they have like artificial intelligence as well? Uh, pretty much yeah. because- So it would be wrong to eat them? Before, before the wedding uh, had started, I was the MC and I told everyone, Put this number in your phone right. and save it as cake. And people were like, I don't understand. When we got to the venue for the risk, are you fixing that? Just, just, don't, just when we got part. to the venue for the reception, mm-hmm. um, the uh, I, I revealed to them mm-hmm. that if they took that phone number and sent a text message, lights green, yeah. the lights on the cake would change green. So they had lights green, lights red, lights blue, lights so orange, lights, lights pink. on the cake, electrical lights. Yeah, on the on the cake topper, which yeah. had the coochins yeah, 3D so printed. Yeah, so you, it's no way to top that cake top. You could not top that cake top. No. It's, it's an untoppable cake <laughs> it top. It is an untoppable cake topper. <laughs> it's a power top. It's a power top. <laughs> Thank you. I knew there was something there. I knew, I knew. I just had to throw the word top to you and you would find something. Yeah, but they had like... Do some digging. Everyone was... It was insane. Like you could... There were so many colors and then there was a rainbow function and you just text it. And for some reason, this cake topper picked up the signal and then just changed its colors. Yeah. 
And it was it was such a beautiful wedding. It was um, yeah, it was it was uh, very interesting. Uh, Frenchie got to meet my ex. Mm. Yeah, and I got to meet my ex's new partner. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, everything is fine and dandy. Yeah. I did. The thing is, I don't remember much because I was by that time in the night because it was late. Mm. I was so drunk. Yeah, so you were just full of love. I just remember seeing him oh, and I went, Dude, full of love. I was like, hey, how you doing? Oh, you're moving to Sydney. Are you happy? He was like, yeah, yeah. we're cool. Me too. Me too. It worked out. <laughs> For both of us. For both of us. <laughs> Are you quoting my show? I don't know. Am I? Yeah. yeah.